Oi, oi, Savaloys. Welcome to a new episode of the Football Ramble. It's Monday, the 22nd of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushina Hantaraja. Oh, I, oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. What a magnificent Monday morning we have. I'm in the presence of Pete and Vitushan, or Vish to your friends. Yes, yeah, yeah. Vish is, Vish is grand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feeling a little bit like Scrappy-Doo here, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but I'm, I'm very why, much looking why, forward to why it. Why do you feel like Scrappy-Doo? Because he came in and ruined everything, didn't he? <laughs> But no, I'm glad. I'm very glad to be here. We're very glad to have you. I, you're, like I, a, you're like a CGI alien we added in post. <laughs> Hello. I uh, yeah, Scrappy do a, a blast from the past. There. Yeah, um, no, we're too young to know Scrappy you've really, do. You've, Come yeah, on I was going to say uh, you've really thrown me there with with old Scooby Doo. Scooby don't more like Peter these days. Uh, why? Because it wasn't very good cartoon. No, it wasn't very cartoon. It really was. Is he cancelled as well? He's not cancelled as well, is he? <laughs> I, I have no idea. He got Look, up to some things in that castle. Could have oh. taken it off BBC iPlayer. <laughs> Christ. Oh, Scooby. We, we, how little we knew thee, yeah. you old dog. That's what Charlie, our producer, is doing, just editing a lot of the back catalogue of the Ramble. <laughs> Getting it back up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be out in Qatar with the boys soon, yeah, won't we? Yeah. Well, keys in grey, my giddy arms. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we had a fabulous weekend of Premier League action. I mean, look, it's great, isn't it? It's, <laughs> look, it's, we've got the biggest... You've got the biggest COVID death rate in Europe. Yeah. And yet... What are you talking about that for? We've managed to bring the Premier League back. I don't yeah. know how we've managed to do it. Well, popular demand. <laughs> popular demand, Peter, yeah. that's why. It's the will it's, of the people, isn't it's it? The, it's well, the will of the people. It's, it's, the, a, it's a middle finger to common sense. It's, <laughs> it's everything. It is the populist will of the people, which seems to be prevalent in certain places. Yeah. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it was a great weekend of Premier League action. Are you, Avish, are you a, a crowd noise on or crowd noise off type of guy? I'm a crowd noise off. Yeah, I am as well. I quite quite like the kind of a cappella football that we've <laughs> yeah. been privy to, um, and also I found out that um, I I don't know how to turn the volume turn the crowd noise off, so it was quite annoying on my, on my Sunday when I sat there to all this football, and mm. I thought that because of the delay in broadcast for live, I thought the mm. person controlling the sound was there at the ground, so therefore yeah. would kind of get a jump start on on yeah. getting it through yeah, TV, yeah, yeah. but. Not at all, because all the noises that I heard yesterday, certainly, were all on delay. Oh, there was a wonderful moment. I think it might have been the Everton match and a post may have been struck. And, and it just went, oh, yeah, oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> there was no mix at yeah. all. It just went key one, key yeah. two, back to key one again. Yeah. There, was a, there was a chance in the Newcastle match um, where they'd already pressed the goal celebration <laughs> yes. and then they had to cut it yeah, yeah, straight yeah, yeah. away. Is that it what was... distracted Joel and... It is interesting. Pete, I know you're out the DJ game at the moment, yeah. but would you fancy being a stadium DJ oh, with the I, noises? I love to have a look at a big bank of faders <laughs> just fading up and down. Don't touch that racism fader. Oh, <laughs> a lot of that in the Premier League last season, wasn't there? A friend of mine lives near uh, Loftus Road or QPR, obviously, that's their home ground, and he said they were testing out the sound noises at the stadium mm. and he he said, I got a bit suspicious when from Loftus Road, they obviously, maybe they don't have enough noise from the home fans because right. all he heard was, Ingaloon. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking it from Wembley. I like that. <laughs> you know. Got a lot of time for that. Well, if they're going to take stuff from Wembley, then a fake uh, Mexican wave. If they could get that yeah, going with the carbon kyles. What is the sound of a Mexican wave? Uh, boredom. 
Just people going, <laughs> just oh, going nothing happening on the pitch. And, and then Mexican someone booing when part of the crowd doesn't do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, we, we, gentlemen, where else to start? I mean, there was a lot of good stuff, actually, was. In, in, in the Premier League. That was a good start. But we, <laughs> it doesn't happen often. <laughs> Newcastle United, baby. Yeah. 3-0, Pete Donaldson. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was... Uh, Stevie Bruce. We're watching Joel Linton uh, doing what he did in the first half with his, his chance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> made me think... Come on. I d- how many days was it? How many did 35 hours of Premier League football oh, without him to the scoring a goal. Yeah. He makes me so angry. It, it, he scored in a 3 0 win. Yeah, and then he did that celebration like uh, he put the ball under his belly and sucked yeah. his thumb. He's clearly having a baby soon. So I, I, I hate to say that bedroom. All over the place. It will be one of the front yard, D- D- DFS smashed up beds left, right, and centre. You haven't seen that your... man is not an on-target striker. You haven't seen your team play for goodness knows how long. Mm. They win three nil, which is rarer than two holes in one. <laughs> and you start talking about when, when you start talking like that about a man like Jolin, <laughs> a slang off his house as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're an absolute. I mean, Vish, are you are you particularly impressed with Newcastle? You know, because that's back to back wins in the Premier League. Yeah, they were they were very impressive, weren't they? Especially, I love that stat. <laughs> <laughs> Is it valid? Bruce, Bruce actually said at the end, he said, 106 days ago, we beat West Brom and Southampton. We've changed the system, and I think that's what pleases me most. Yeah, that system you changed was, you played a championship team, and then a team with only 10 players. Like... That's how you win a football match as Newcastle manager. Yeah. Unbeaten in three months. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean, Vish, we'll get to your... Uh, t- we're going to out you straight away as a Manchester United fan. Well, that's fine. Mm. Um, and you can refer to them as United on this podcast, which will annoy people. <laughs> um, and that will get... Well, Sheffield United as well, so... <laughs> Yeah. Put, them, rude. put them to the sword though, yeah. didn't you? Um, if, if, if your team won 3-0, um, would you be as angry as Pete? <laughs> oh, you know what? Do you know what? Um, I am one of those Manchester United fans who's, who's been pretty dour recently. I think I would be actually. Would you? Yes. I, I think I'd be. I, I think I'd be one of those you see piping up about oh, just papering over the cracks, even if they're you know, while they're on this like fifteen game unbeaten run. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Just it's more nonsense. paper over those cracks. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Joel Linton did score his first goal at St James's Park. His first league goal since August last year, of course. Um, uh, Sunderland fan and our fellow rambler Jonathan Wilson tweeted in reference to John Egan's red card is there anything more pointless than being sent off for preventing Joel Linton getting a run on goal (laughs) well Jonathan he scored the third yeah well you get him in that six yard box he's found his range hasn't he (laughs) he has yeah (laughs) you must be pleased for him though Peter I I thought I, I, I kind of felt a little bit sorry for Sheffield United because they were forced into a a, a, a back four that they clearly weren't used to. So they yeah. were just confused. They, you know, um, um, I, I love ASM. I call him ASMR uh, with, with a passion. He, he just makes me. He makes my heart sing. Uh, and just to see him put the ball on the back of the net was was wonderful. A great uh, great goal from Matt Ritchie as well. It was a nice strike. T- t- I mean, the keeper has to be. I mean, the keeper has to be at fault for that as well. Do you hear that? I I actually thought um, Henderson should have done better for for ASM's goal and for Richie's goal. I think he gave him too much of a sight of that. Mm. Near to be fair, Richie hit it really well. Sam Maximum hit it pretty hard. Mm. But then I suppose we're talking about Premier League keepers here. Yeah. And so when we say... Talking about say, your keepers as well. Well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we made a bad, from Manchester bad United. weekend for Manchester United keepers, yeah. But, you know, you kind of... It feels weird to say, oh, he hit it pretty hard when you're talking wow. about a Premier League 
goalkeeper, you know. So apparently it's a bidding war between uh, between Manchester United and Chelsea for uh, Henderson. I think that's been downgraded to a skirmish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very much. But he's on loan for Manchester United. So they yeah. wouldn't have to bid for him though. No, they they, that's bid. probably no. Edward with the always Can he shift noodles? Imagine <laughs> that when when uh, you know a Sheffield United representative drops him off at Old Trafford because that's how it happens, and then Edward <laughs> comes out with like forty million quid. Thanks very much, and they're like. Uh, Right, <laughs> just drive, just drive, Cheers, drive. Yeah. Just drive. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I was actually quite heartened by Joel Linton's goal because I know, I, know, I, I know, was, I know Steve Bruce has, has got some pelters, you know, about Joel Linton and how he's could have. It's not about scoring goals, even though strikers are about scoring goals. That's mm. why he spent that much money on a striker. But he, he worked very hard yesterday, mm. and yeah. I, and I think the thing about him and um, Almiron as well is. They've kind of had this feel of two misfits mm. in in that front line, but they do a lot of good work. And Almiron is someone I've I've admired just because he runs and runs mm. and runs, and you can tell there's something about him that would really endear him to fans yeah. if he was just able to tick up that extra notch of quality. Mm-hmm. And I think he started to do that, you know, since getting that goal against. God, it was it, it was it was like ten years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. got a few since then to be. Yeah. just say any team, and people will just go, "Oh, yeah, probably was, wasn't it?" Yeah, but like, but then seeing Joel Linton score, it feels like, you know, in this weird, weird project restart world, mm-hmm. this could be end up being quite a good finish for Newcastle. And you know, if this takeover does happen, and Steve Bruce is ultimately probably going to lose his job because yeah. if you're going to spend that much money on players, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you spend? A decent amount of money. So you're a Bruce, Bruce out kind of guy as well. I, I'm not really, but it kind of it, really I, sussing I, you to, out. To me, <laughs> to me, it, to me, it, to me, it makes sense. If you're going to break the bank to bring in certain players, yeah. you'd you'd obviously do so for a manager, wouldn't yeah. you? So, but, but you sort of look at Joe jo Linton, jo Linton, and he, he, he the first half. That that shot that he made in the first, you can sort of put that down to uh, a, a striker who's either low on confidence or just rusty as hell, which mm-hmm. which we we saw a lot in the first week of the Bundesliga, and, and I spoke about that when that happened a few weeks ago. But like, he did put himself about incredibly well. He is a very physical, frightening striker. Mm-hmm. But I would say that Sheffield United were, were, were at six and seven because they weren't used mm-hmm. to, to to playing that system at the, at the back. They should have been. They should be plan uh, planning for for, for for something to go wrong and have a and, and lose a player. Uh, in that situation, but I think um, he would probably do quite a good job with an, with another with 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 another striker. They tried, oh, they've tried uh, Gale, they've tried. You know, I'm, I'd take Elias Sorensen at this point, to be quite <laughs> frank, and uh, who's been knocking them in left, right, centre for for in, in the lower leagues. So. I feel sorry for him because he he's been given the number nine shirt. He's not an out and out striker. If he can just kind of camp out in the six yard box, all right, I'll take forty million pounds for a Gary Lineker style um, yep. fox in the box. But it, but that's not that shouldn't be his mm. game. Um, we saw a player like Sol- Solomon Rondon uh, play last season and do everything well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this for forty million is a pale imitation. And and I th- and I think uh, that Rafa Benitez was. I'll bring him up again. Rafa Benitez was right <laughs> when he said he's probably not worth even sixteen seventeen million yeah. in my opinion for that job for mm-hmm. that role. I Think yeah, so. well, just but they won three 0 They won three now. Before we move on, you know, you say obviously Sheffield United and you know, going down to ten and blah blah blah. But when Bruce changes the system like that, very difficult to stop it, <laughs> as uh, as we saw um, in the Merseyside derby. It ended nil mm. nil. Mike Dean's beard. Yes, I said. I said that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Beards. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to the beards. I'm enjoying the uh, 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 you know very much putting in myself in this bracket. The more kind of shaggy haired approach from mm. some people in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're 
holding up your end of the bargain. Yes, as well. absolutely. But not with the beard, though. Vish, yeah. are you? Are you, what do What's you think your about hair usually like, Vish? Um, it's a lot shorter than my hair at the moment. I, I can't stand it, to be honest. I, I, I thought I'd go down the route of shaving it like everyone else in mm. lockdown. But yeah. I think I'm at the age now where I would need kind of written confirmation from a man, man above that it would grow back. <laughs> very kind of fearful of that. Um, I'm on a promise. <laughs> I'm on a promise. What, in writing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all knew Dini was going to do something. Oh, well, yeah. You know, a lot of people have got to use lockdown to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Some of them haven't been able to do that. We've all just kind of tried to get through this period mm. in the best way we can. And mm. so no judgments. But, I mean, Dini knew what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Is he it absolutely be- new. There's, there's a Merseyside derby I'm preparing eyes on for me. here. <laughs> yeah. All eyes on me. <laughs> All eyes on me. Is it? Is it better than Andy Carroll's Red Dead Redemption side quest? I mean, that that was that was the facial that was the facial hair of the weekend for me. He looks yeah, like a man good. selling whale oil in Red Dead Redemption too. Uh-huh. Yeah, he looks like an unlockable character. <laughs> in like you know, you, you know, you get those packs midway through like yeah. a game cycle where you've got to pay an extra forty quid for it. I would pay an extra forty quid for that. Yeah. Well, you're really talking Pete Donaldson language. Yeah. Yeah. I need off of my lamp. <laughs> You need to go to the next town, kill a man. What would, what would Andy Carroll call his horse? Because that was a big oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that was a big thing, yeah, yeah wasn't it? Uh, I, I mean, he's quite horseish himself, isn't he? Would he ride himself to the next town and I think commit, it, commit to crime? I, I don't think, know. I think in tribute like to Like a that. transformer just transformed <laughs> into a horse. Battle cat. <laughs> in, in tribute to uh, his his old guardian, Kevin Nolan, would he call it? Kevin? Or oh, ke- yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big, no, Kev, that, big Kev. He's riding Big Kev into town. No, he'd call his homestead. Ah. He'd call his home, he'd call his house Kevin, wouldn't he? Yeah. Because that's he used to live with him, didn't yeah, he? That's yeah. true. His oh. housekeeper. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but anyway. The match. <laughs> yeah. Nil nil. Not much happened. And I Liverpool think we've covered gonna, it. Liverpool's just going to limp over the line well, here. I hope they, I really, like, I really, really hope they do. They I, 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 I really hope that. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that. No, no, no. Because simply, like, they have done all the hard work yeah. to get to this point. And I reckon if they mm. wanted to, they should. They could have all come back. Five stone overweight through yeah. the crowd. <laughs> but we're, we're definitely not going to lose this now. We just need move. six points. Let's just let's just let's just do it as tediously yeah. and with as much like fun. string man city fun along. Let's, let's yeah, exactly. Yeah. They might let people in the stadium last game of the season. So shall we just stretch it out? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pan. But they just can't seem to break teams down, and that's yeah. You know. I think what that was one of the starkest examples of of what we're going to see mm-hmm. as teams start taking to the field, and I, and I suppose you know. Most teams have played, apart from Burnley. Mm. Um, the first half are just absolutely dire. I kind mm. of I was at Watford Leicester on the weekend, and that was that only kicked off in the last five minutes mm. of, mm. Uh, of added on time at the end of the game. And I kind of like I wrote in my piece I likened it to um, <laughs> when you rock up to a party while people are setting up, yeah. and it just feels a bit unedifying. You feel like you <laughs> should, I shouldn't really shouldn't really be here for this. I'll, I'll come back a bit later when it's when it's kind of started to get going because you're just yeah, standing yeah, yeah. around. Vish, you've seen our timekeeping. We have never <laughs> we have never turned up early for anything, mate. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, I thought it was in keeping with that. And then yeah. you, you know, didn't, we you didn't leave before the end of the game with that one. Did no, you? no, I had to write my report for the Independent, didn't I? Oh, no, so, well, there you go. Where where is your report? Sorry, I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. I went to a better party down the street. I hid under a big tifo. <laughs> but the uh, but the you saw at the end of that game yeah. that it really kicked off at the mm-hmm. end, and, and Everton nearly won it with that well, Tom Davies chance. I, I was th- so excited. Yeah, I, I I think it was. I mean, unless I, I missed something, but I think Joe Gomez just with that 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 slide. I think his deflection took it onto the post. It's hard oh, to right, tell yeah. with the angles, but it, I mean, if in, if if indeed that is the case, you know, amazing sort of last ditch piece of defending from him. Um, but you're right. Everton had a flurry of late chances, and actually, Everton will be pleased that they didn't lose the game because bear in mind it is Liverpool, but. With, with Ancelotti setting them up like that and the, the late flight, I, I don't know. I think if you're an Everton fan, you walk away going, ah, that, that 
that was a that was a missed mm. opportunity because of that, that late flurry of chances. Um, but of course, the way that it's panning out now is if, if Man City are playing Burnley tonight, they would you'd expect them to to win it. You could mm. set up, you know, Liverpool playing Manchester City for the league title, which in these uh, lockdown days, that's something that we could look forward to, Peter. <laughs> I, I, I mean, obviously. Um... <clears throat> Liverpool, what's the next match? Crystal Palace? Yes. So I, I can't, I don't think Palace losing is a foregone conclusion in the slightest. I think they're quite a similar team to to Evan. I think they're, they're, they're quite strong there. I think they'll, I think mm-hmm. they'll, 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 they'll set up quite well at the back and um, I, I think they'll find it very, very hard to break them down. So I think it might go to another week, guys. Well, I'll tell you something. The way, uh, the way Roy the Boy Hodgson's got them drilled, I mm. mean, if Manchester City, if the ban is, is happens with them in the Champions League place, then, then uh, who would it be? Manchester United will be in the kind of default fourth mm. position, if you like, uh, for um, Champions League. So what, Palace are what, four points off? Mm. Champions League spot, potentially? Daring Come on! Daring. on. <laughs> there's, your, there's your goal music. Now everyone's got goal music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Involved. Did anybody say, no one's talking about this, on. unless I've completely missed it. Mm-hmm. Yannick Balassi outside Everton in full cycling gear. Oh, I didn't see this. Outside, outside Goodison Park on Saturday, full, full lycra, sunnies. Mm. He looked amazing. Yeah. I've no idea why. Oh, he right. put it on his Twitter. I keep finding these little bubbles of Twitter uh-huh. that no one seems to be talking about. There has been a protracted, in full Japanese, uh, argument between uh, Newcastle's Yoshinori Muto uh-huh. and uh, Keisuke Honda. Is this the dark uh, web? Are you up about, <laughs> is this I'm on the dark else? web with some <laughs> Japanese footballers. They're arguing about whether kids should do homework or not. No one's talking about it, guys. Oh. And it's down to you, Vish. You've got a job. <laughs> You've got a job for the independent. You need to be writing yeah. about the 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 the, the inter-Japanese uh, uh, fight about whether kids should do uh, uh, homework or not between mm-hmm. two Japanese internationals, and also Yannick Balassi outside Everton in full uh, in full cycling gear. So, what was Kazuki Honda's argument? Is he pro or against? Kazuki Honda is against kids doing homework. Okay, because and Yoshi, I have no idea. <laughs> Hang on, did you, it's did you... the, the the Google translation is not great. <laughs> So I'm, I'm 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 not quite across the tenor of their argument, but I'm excited that you, an argument that this beef is happening. You know what we should do? We should get the Google Translate and then we should play it out, <laughs> yes. reenact it on yes. this pod. Did you know about this story? Did you just no guess no Honda no was I did no no. no well, Pete mentioned Honda was oh, involved. And immediately my thought went to when he was shopping himself around for different clubs and saying, "You don't need to pay me. I just want to pay." Yeah, for <laughs> Manchester, United. Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Of course he did. I mean, I, I'm if if anyone from Manchester United is listening, I am also up for that same. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so where were we? Yes, Everton, <laughs> Liverpool, nil nil. You're thinking about Yannick Balassi and Lecker, aren't you, mate? Balassi didn't play. No, he wasn't in the squad. Which oh, he turned up a day early, didn't he? <laughs> in Lecker, yeah, that's what he, <laughs> completely you, the wrong thing to wear. Burnt so many calories, it's yeah. like you're knackered, mate. You can't, you've, you've outdone yourself. Um, uh, before we go to a break, uh, Brighton two, Arsenal one. Neil Morpay at the centre. Mm. My goodness, Vish, what an afternoon he had. He uh, he scored the winner. Burnt Leno. Burnt Leno having a right old go at him on the on the, as he's being taken in off on absolute, the stretch. Yeah. Agony. He looked like he like he needed oxygen, but he's still got. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously sort of covered and talked about very well, but it's just one of those unfortunate things, wasn't it? I think it's it's one of those things that strikers, or uh, to be fair, players do to each other. They mm-hmm. give each other a bit of a nudge. You see it at Oldham keepers all the time, yeah. and by and large, they get away with it because they tumble to the floor mm, yeah. and, and they're basically okay, aren't they? Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of handbags, and that was, I think, that was both deliberate and unfortunate. If that's yes, possible. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? So. You know, he obviously nudges Leno just to put himself about, yeah. and then Leno lands 
awkwardly and ends up doing his knee. Um, I don't actually know how long he's going to be out for, but it looked pretty serious. He did look very bad, yeah. They, they, they kept on sort of saying, we can't show you one camera angle because um, um, it looks quite nasty. I was like, well, well, I can't have to reserve my decision yeah. whether it was okay or not, whether it was violent. Yeah, don't tell us that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we're, we're quite feral human beings nowadays. <laughs> we're immediately well, going not... on the internet to search for it. Aren't yeah, we? I want to say blood. Remember that Eduardo one where his foot nearly came off the end of his foot for Arsenal mm, for crying yeah. You know, we're desensitized to this sort of stuff now. It's true, actually, yeah. yeah. The one thing about Mope, like, obviously, he goes on to, to score the winner. And mm. I, I covered oh, their, what a goal it was. It was a brilliant mm. goal. I covered their game, The sorry, the <clears throat> the first fixture of this at the Emirates. Mm. Um, and Brighton were, were brilliant. And they mm. weren't obviously weren't as good because of obvious reasons this time around. But one of the things that really struck me, especially with Neil Mope, what he said at the end of the game mm. about how Arsenal needed humility and things yeah. like that. Was it was something that was highlighted on Twitter about how by I think it's Tim Stillman who's still Berto on Twitter, and he said he it was stark how when Leno went down, no Arsenal player remonstrated with Mopé, mm. right, and then only at the end of the game did they really kind of kick off with him. Mm-hmm. And I was I kind of really thought about that, and you know when I went through Mopé's interview at the end as well, and I thought footballers. And sportsmen in general, they don't really slag off their opponents, even if it's an arch rival, because yeah. they know these words can come back to bite them. Yeah. But with Arsenal, there doesn't seem to be no. any jeopardy there in no. players speaking openly about how they think they're soft, <laughs> yep. how they think they're or a Troy Deeney has said this. Yeah, although Troy Deeney could say a lot and probably back it up on that. <laughs> yeah. <part>. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Neil Bopo, Brighton are struggling mm-hmm. and he still feels so comfortable yeah. to come out and say yeah. this to them. Mm-hmm no fear of kind of any kind of recompense or anything like that and I thought that is absolutely stark about where Arsenal are at the moment because when you I don't even really think the Invincibles I think you know if you look to the teams after that you would never say that about Arsenal because you'd be you'd be fearful of the next time Mm -hmm. you came across them Mm. and I thought it's kind of endemic of the way that Arsenal seem to be is they seem like a really fun place to play football Mm -hmm. because you know you can play entertaining stuff you're playing at a great ground but also, if you don't quite make it, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And I, I think it's really telling that if you look, if you look at how Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has talked about moving on, and if you look at the way that Oxley chamberlain and Aaron Ramsey mm-hmm. moved on, it really strikes me as players who think, this is a lot of fun, but mm-hmm. like, I kind of need to grow up a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm kind of losing my career a bit here. I need to yeah. move on. But it, I, I don't know if it is as fun as it was now, because I, I totally take your point, but you think about it, you know, recently they did, did get to a Europa League final. They were finishing, sometimes fourth, you know, dropping down the fifth. Now you look at Arsenal and you think to yourself, they are probably seventh, eighth, maybe even like the ninth best team in mm. England. And you look at you as I've mentioned it, this before. It's you, fourth at the moment. Yeah. Mm. You look at you look at the shirt and you think this should be a bit but actually look at the players. It's not it's not a bad squad, you know, for crying out loud, you know, eighth best team in the country. Yeah, you leave a three hundred fifty thousand player on the bench but for giggles. True. But how many of those players would get into to better sides? I mean, Aubameyang's obviously got quality, Lacazette's, you know, decent one or two others. Don't want to be too stupid about this and say, Oh, they're rubbish, blah, blah. But they are not the Arsenal teams, even under Wenger, when they would win an FA Cup or, or finish fourth or fifth, that, that team, the, the team's gone. They're the eighth best. I would Saka, probably say. Saka doesn't even want to put pen to paper. That's how ridiculous. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing as well. They, yeah. they, they could easily use a long player like him, but also, you know, what you're saying there, it doesn't look fun. Yeah, I think even the players mm. who thought it was a bit of a laugh are thinking, God, I don't know if this is worth the, worth the hassle. But, yeah. but, but like, remember when um, uh, Gravison left for Real Madrid and Arteta uh, kind of replaced him and, mm-hmm. and 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 became 
player of the season forever. Mm. And Evan, play, Evan yep. team loved him. The Evan um, supporters mm-hmm. completely loved him. Man of the match every week. He knows how industry and hard work can transform a side. And he's looking out there and he's looking at these, th- these well, 10, 11 players. He's just like, what are you doing? What are you do- Why are you even there? And, and- so much needs to be done. Well, Marcus, on your point about, you know, you look at the shirt and you kind of think, oh, no, no, but it's Arsenal. Mm. I, I remember, you know, a few years ago having that same thought with AC Milan. Yes, another and, one. Yeah. And you kind of think, mm. God, they, they should be doing better. And then you mm. look at their squad, and you're like, no, they're probably about right. Yep. And <laughs> I think, yeah, you do really get that with Arsenal. I, th- yeah. I think Arteta is absolutely the right man, as, you know, for the reasons that Pete's outlined mm-hmm. there to come in and, and change it. But... How do you how do you get rid of eleven players? Yeah. Hey, you bring Joe Hart in on loan. Now you, that's oh, what now you, do. you are talking. Joe Hart get, on him loan. get him in. Get him in. We've got to mention Brighton though. Got to yes. mention Brighton. We do. We, I tell you what, we do. their stadium DJ, whatever we're calling them, I don't know. He had a lovely touch with the booing at the end. Oh, that was outstanding. <laughs> I, I missed I, this. What happened? What happened? I, so I actually thought, you know, without the without the sound, there was a lot of really interesting talk. Uh, Dimitar Berbatov on. Can I plug the Independence podcast on this? Or? Why not? Yeah, no, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Do what you like. <laughs> but on that, on that, he uh, he said that it'd be interesting because a lot of players who who do really well in training, mm-hmm. because there's no pressure of a crowd, they might find that their level steps up on the field as well. And I wondered actually because Arsenal fans are, are quite quick to jump on, you know, in the first. 20 minutes mm-hmm. they can they can be quite unruly understandably so given what they've had to sit through I wondered without fans maybe the Arsenal players can step it up <laughs> nah. and then the DJ yeah. in a moment of inspiration just throws out a load of booze at full time <laughs> even though Brighton have won in the last minute and it's at their ground yeah I know it's amazing <laughs> isn't it love it I absolutely love it big time yeah but great win. vital win for them obviously yeah, down there so, and this is the thing if you well we'll talk about the, the sides down the bottom in the, in, in the second half but uh, you know a brilliant win and, and that goal from Morpah I, I, I think it was lost actually how good that goal was mm. in, the, in, the, in the melee afterwards so well done to them and to mm. him let's have a quick break Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Petey, why don't you give us a Betway 4 to score update? Oh, I haven't done this for years. <laughs> I haven't done this for yonks. Uh, yes, let's have a recap of Betway's 4 to score. Every single week, you can pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4, selected matches, and beat him with the chance of winning a huge, gargantuan jackpot. In a remarkable turn of events, although West Ham versus Wolves wasn't one of the selected games, so he uh, didn't need to pick a goal scorer there. It was Ralph Jimenez who uh, opened the scoring. Can't get it done when it matters, though, <laughs> Ralph. How which many is very times? annoying. <laughs> next time. Next time, perhaps. Uh, first game was uh, Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace on Saturday night. Luke picked uh, Wilfried Zaha. It was uh, Milivojevic. Milivojevic. So, yeah. Lovely so, free Yeah, lovely free kick. Beautiful. Um, Andy picked my beautiful Fabian uh, Shah yeah, in the second yeah. game. Even a fake Fabian Shah goal for me is uh, he will have driven through defence, <laughs> taken on a couple of men, lashed it top left. Mm. Uh, it didn't happen, but... Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Newcastle versus Sheffield. Yeah, that didn't actually happen because uh, ASMR, uh, ASMR. Can we call it ASMR? Because <laughs> he's so beautiful. Have you got to Hazemir me. Begovic on the mic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's like ASMR. You know that thing no, where, no, where, where people stroke combs and you listen to it when you go to bed. It gives you tingles. I know. I, I didn't know that actually, yeah. and I'm quite proud not to know. <laughs> it's that. like a visceral. <laughs> ASM, ASM. You, you have a visceral reaction okay. to it, and it, it's all sensorial. When Do you, you know see him pick up a football, it's like watching Hatem Ben Arfa play. It's like, oh, he makes my spine tingle. What I did there is I. 
I wanted to to you to assume that I knew that because I didn't want to look stupid. Then you explained it to me. I thought, no, I'm quite happy not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sex thing, uh, Marcus. Oh. It absolutely went... is a sex. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, Marcus. Um, Marcus, you picked Mason Mount in uh, Villa versus Chelsea yep. on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Villa defender uh, Connie House, of course, scored his first Premier League goal of his career. Well done him and uh, unlucky Marcus. And uh, last night, Jules uh, picked Mo Salah to score. As we said, though, it was goalless. But that goal from the uh, Villa player, of course, meant that there were no winners this time around. Uh, Nobody went for that. Uh, so the £100,000 uh, jackpot rolls over to this Friday. This mm. Friday is an FA Cup special. Newcastle United gunning for that semi-final berth, I tell you what. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll be back for another round on Friday. So mm-hmm. look out for that. Mm. On a scale of 1 to 10, how annoyed would you be if Newcastle make it to the semi-final? It's, I mean... <laughs> What cut, what cut, it would be so annoying if they got to the final yeah. and I and I couldn't go. Do you know what? I'd be so. That would upset. be it, wouldn't it? Because it's, it's, you hate their success. Yeah. And that would be the <laughs> indeed. But you you would you would uh, be sort of reminiscent of Jonathan Wilson's father, who who apparently Jonathan said this on the podcast we did. I think it was when uh, the podcast with Mark Watson, the Blizzard, right. uh, Scotland nil England two the other week, and he said when Sunderland won the FA Cup yeah. at Wembley, and was it nineteen seventy three? Something like that. Um, his father. His, his immediate sort of the joy immediately turned to upset and just went oh, it'll never be as good as this <laughs> <laughs> I've long said that I, my dream is Newcastle having a bit of an FA Cup run so I'm happy with this, yeah. the situation yeah and just imagine if Man City rotate for whatever reason. Happy, oh, happy for now. Happy, happy for, for now. now. Well, they've got to concentrate on the league. Still they to do. play for. The Champions League as well. Yeah. Uh, well, that Good may point. not be to yeah. play. That may be taken out of their hands, um, of course, with Manchester City. But what two teams going for uh, Champions League spots. The Spurs and Manchester United, they drew mm. 1-1. Um, let's get straight to Roy Keane. Um, now, people are <laughs> oh very, very, very unhappy, suggesting, uh, for those outside of the UK didn't see this, um, with David De Gea's uh, mistake, uh, as he mm. very much subscribed to that. And, uh, I, I didn't think it was that bad, but he was saying that he would be swinging for him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Not up. helpful. Yeah, but the thing is, though, the, Roy Keane has been in lockdown for a long time. Right. And think of all the stuff that's been going on that he's not been able to air on television. So I think this was just a kind of... That's a man without a rumpus room. That's a man without, <laughs> that's a, man without a man cave and a, a boxing the, thing. Man who needs some ASMR, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but he was... <laughs> Will somebody get Roy Keane some ASMR? Stroke yeah. a little hairbrush next to him. Imagine his face. <laughs> well, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. The... Um... <laughs> That think? that rant was absolutely incredible, and yeah. it made me made me think actually. If you ever wondered what Jack Nicholson's character in The Shining would have been like had <laughs> yeah. he made it out of the hotel alive, uh-huh. there it was <laughs> at yeah. halftime. Because or, it wasn't just like I would throw punches at him; he was like I would be fighting him. <laughs> and I don't know why. There's something there's something so beautiful about saying yeah. you'd fight someone rather than that oh, I'd, I'd take a swing at him, I'd punch him. No, I would fight him. <laughs> I, would, I want him to come I back would, at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because fighting as well, it's you know a punch it's is there too. and done. But it's like it's it's more than that. It's he could knock me down, but I would still still come back because yeah. I am fighting him. Yeah, <laughs> this is a fight, <laughs> and there is going to be a winner of this fight. Yeah, you know? yeah and it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, he's yeah. If if Michael Douglas's character had sort of won in Fallen Down right. or whatever it was called. That would be sort of... A lot of, of spoilers in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jack Nicholson doesn't get it out <laughs> of the hotel. 
yeah. Honestly, lads. If, if, if you haven't seen films from the 1980s <laughs> or early 90s, then then up yours. Um, <laughs> E.T. goes home. Anyway, yeah. uh, but yes, I, I mean, I thought actually for, for, for Bergwijn's goal, and I, by the way, Bergwijn scoring goals is a beautiful thing. Mm. He loves scoring goals. He's so, he's so happy. More, may that continue. But um, De Gea... Would have wanted to do a bit better, but it was fiercely struck and it was a one-on-one, you know, blah, blah, blah. I thought actually Maguire would be more disappointed than De Gea, Pete, because caught a bit flat-footed and that yeah. can happen with defenders, but he just breezed past him. I, I, I think ultimately for me, though, De Gea has had a, a set of matches where it's not been one particular thing. Do you remember when like, David James was flappy in the 90s and he'd flap at everything? He's like, yep. flappy David James. Yeah, ah, yeah. he'll never come for anything high. Um, and, and keepers have real kind of like blind spots in, the, in, 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 their, in, their, um, in some of their positioning yep. and stuff. But he seems to be rotating mm. the areas of his skill set that, <laughs> that seem to be kind of letting him down to him. Like shot stopping is is the bare minimum for for, for a goalkeeper. So I, th- I I think it was probably more De Gea's fault. But yeah. Maguire I mean, expensive. What do you think? Was it a howler from De Gea? I don't think it was that bad. I mean, it shouldn't have gone in, I suppose, and therefore no. it is a howler. Okay. If you know what I mean. Um, Maguire is more culpable there. I don't know where he was going, mm. which is tough to say of an international defender you've got to generally think they know what they're doing uh-huh. probably think they're going for a bit of a run but he didn't yeah. have the ball yeah. I don't have the ball shit it was like someone tapped him you know like this pranky player as a kid or as an adult as well when yeah. you tap someone on the other shoulder yeah. and they turn around it was like that yeah it was a bit and it was yeah I mean <laughs> I think Keane was right to be angry at that I think he definitely let his that um, angry no okay. no I mean he's never he's never allowed to he never should be that angry yeah 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 yeah. yeah. but the yeah I, th- I think Maguire was more culpable Bergwijn did hit it well but mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as Pete said, De Gea's flaws seem to be so kind of well-rounded. Mm. That's what yeah, I, I know what you mean. That it's it's almost, actually, he's making these mistakes, but United haven't really had too much of an issue to address there because no one really knows how to target him because they're mm-hmm. so different. Yeah. If, as you said, he was <laughs> yeah. flappy from crosses, yeah. people would be bombing him as they did when he was mm-hmm. when he first came into the league. Yes. They would be trying to get really physical with That's him. That's a good point, actually, yeah. If you if you spread it, do something shit <laughs> yeah. in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's got so many flaws. <laughs> he's not very good in his right or his left as a, yeah. as a, as a left back. Ooh. He did make a lovely save when he tipped over the bar. Um, real positive, though, for Manchester United was Pogba coming on, linking with Fernandes. I mean, mm. they looked fantastic together. Well, Luke Shaw, after the game, gave him a testimony <laughs> he was, you know, he was. Uh, he, he really made the difference, and that's how far Paul Pogba's fallen. Yeah. Luke Shaw is saying he's been brilliant. <laughs> he was brilliant in that match, Paul Pogba. Yeah, I don't think Paul Pogba's uh, quality was in doubt. It was more sort of applying it, I mm. suppose. Oh no, he was great. He was one of the best players for uh, Manchester United when he came on. But when you see him like that, I mean, you just you're reminded this is a World Cup winner. He's a, Love he's it. a phenomenal player with ridiculous talent. Yeah. I mean, that pass when he was it Rashford he set through. It mm. reminded me. I remember in the World Cup final where he played. Just it was sublime, and Rio Ferdinand afterwards went, "Oh, that was just naughty, naughty, (laughs) criminal." Well, I'm I'm a Paul Pogger apologist, so right. (laughs) But I think to I suppose to be to be serious about him before going a bit giddy. um, A lot of the reason that United fans and I suppose impartial observers have been frustrated with Pogba Mm. is that he's often tried to do too much because he's been comfortably United's. Best player, mm-hmm. you know, not just midfielder, best player. So he's kind of taken it upon himself to be the guy who does what he did against Eric Dyer, where he can beat a player, yeah. but also spray those kind of passes, 60, 70 yards, try and thread kind of unruly through balls mm-hmm. that, unless Rashford or Martial are playing, don't really go anywhere because mm-hmm. they don't re- they don't really work on the same wavelength mm-hmm. as him. And I think what we saw when he came on was that he came on and saw in Bruno Fernandes somebody he could trust, yeah. who was probably a lot, who is 
naturally because of the positions, a mm-hmm. lot closer to him than Rashford and Martial. And Fernandez has said, "Look, I'm looking forward to playing with you, mate." Yeah, yeah. Abso- absolutely. Yeah, because it started to get actually the other way where United were too reliant on Fernandez. Yep. Um, and there was I, a danger I, of that happening. Yeah, and I think now what happens, honestly, because of the pandemic it's getting more likely that Pogba is going to stay and therefore mm-hmm. United suddenly yeah. have a kind of a midfield <laughs> axis that rivals the best of them. Mm. And, you know, granted, before we get talking about how they could, you know, replicate what Liverpool and Man City have in their midfield three, they need to show that consistency working hard for a full game, not mm-hmm. just 15, 20 minutes, wherever it was on, mm-hmm. on Friday. But um, yeah, I think it was, it was very encouraging. You also got to remember that Spurs looked absolutely shattered yeah. by the end of it. And to bring on a World Cup winner <laughs> in that situation <laughs> is kind of you know, a bit of a, bit of a dream. Really, yeah, yeah. True enough, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> just Spurs themselves. Mourinho was fuming, of course, with both penalties. Was he? That's so unlike Yeah, I was him. about to say. Yeah. But the first one, I mean, I think we're all probably agreed it was a penalty. The second one clearly wasn't. And mm. there you see the benefits of VAR. Yeah. But what did Mourinho say after the game? If I could remember it about Bruno Fernandes, he said, you know, well, you know, I'm from the same country as him. I, I know how people can uh, operate on that. <laughs> something like that, you know. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> he, he loves it, doesn't he? He's, yeah. he's one of those, he is one of those people, Mourinho, that he can be offensive to his own country. Yeah, very, <laughs> he, he can do the whole job lot, can't he? Well, um, yeah, so I mean, Manchester United's look at that performance I mean Spurs weren't terrible the first half you know they they, they did look mm. again and Kane coming back of course is is very good news for them and Son and so on and so forth um, the, the only person I feel a little bit sorry for uh, with Kane coming back and the whole, the Euros being suspended next summer was Danny Ings who's still banging them in and he was like <laughs> oh, I really thought that I might have a chance there but uh, who knows he could be the backup striker in due course but let's mm. not talk about England just yet uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, let's move on to West Ham and Wolves 2-0 to Wolves of course uh, David Moyes could be heard um, that, see this is why ladies and gentlemen you've got to have the crowd noise off because when Pablo Fornells goes through and blazes one over like that you can hear David Moyes' pain <laughs> what how, do, how did it manifest itself I what oh, was it, what was it like? <laughs> no well he went through and all you hear is shoot Pablo yeah. shoot <laughs> finish finish, oh, finish. Oh. <laughs> Pablo no there was, uh, it, it reminded me of um, when Bertie Vokes was um, <laughs> when he was Scotland manager and they just lost to Germany and I think mm. they'd come at, what is it was it Euro 2000 they could have qualified for Euro 2000 no that was yeah, Craig Brown I think was still in charge of Euro 2000 it would have been I uh, forget votes he was probably after so it might have been 2002 World Cup so he's giving this uh, he's giving this post-match interview mm. right after and, they, and they've narrowly lost and I think it's to a penalty and they think mm-hmm. they dived and all you can hear in the background as Vokes is trying to give this sombre sombre post-match interview, is Christian Daly Mm. going absolutely mental, going, (laughs) fucking bunch of fucking cheats! (laughs) And and Bertie Vokes, and the camera's on him still, just goes, Christian, no! Christian! (laughs) As if he's about to do something really unruly. The Wiens are listening. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought about that when uh, when you could just hear Morty shouting at Pablo Fornells. And then... He just loses all, yeah. all sense of himself at the end when he, when Fornals blazes it over. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the noise. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like he just missed the last chopper out of Saigon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, um, yeah. I mean, poor old West Ham Wolves, though. I mean, Adama Traore just bring him on. I... Like West Ham are like they're a slow team anyway. Yeah. They are exhausted. It's just like, and Adama Traore. Not, no. Do you know that sinking feeling? Not you, know, him. you know the best horror films are like you know, Get Out when 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 she's going for the keys in her bag, uh-huh. and then that sinking feeling. 
the guy gets where she pulls out the keys and you realise that she's in on the whole uh, fucking thing. Or I haven't seen that, so that's a spoiler. Uh, all, right. <laughs> all, right. all right, the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. When he, oh, when yeah. he rocks up. Yeah, I wasn't, oh, ex- no. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, was exactly. he on it as well? <laughs> Absolute it's disgrace. Like, it's just like, oh, God, your, 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 your stomach just drops. Yeah. Darth Maul's uh, lightsaber. Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, you think it's a normal lightsaber? Yep. Double. Oh, no. God. Yeah. He's quicker than all of us. He's going to kill us. Yeah, don't, and he was involved in everything. Don't say what happens to Darth Maul, though. <laughs> okay. Turns good, opens a bakery. I, to be honest, I can't remember. I only watched that one. I watched well, that one. I don't know what happened yeah, to him. I mean, that is the last thing you want as a West Ham defender. Yeah. You think, right, we've stuck in here. There's okay. a lot of space between our lines, and, yeah. <laughs> and this I man mean, will exploit them. I mean, Triori, like, he sort of made a bit of a rod for his own back at this whole substitution thing. He's like, can I start? And it's like, but you're so good as an impact <laughs> sub, you didn't realise. But he was magnificent for when he came fun. on. Yeah, he's, like, he's basically like, a, he was like a cheat code when he came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, have yeah, you been yeah. juicing this this player yeah. on the FIFA? <laughs> but that, I mean, that cross he puts into, um, uh, you know, Raul Jimenez. I mean, if you're a striker, you're just like... You've done all the work. I mean, no, no, well, that's not to take away the movement from him, and as of course does very well to shake off the defenders and and and, and heads it in. But for a, stri- a good striker like him, that is such natural movement. It is just beautiful. That's Linton food. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it, it is. Well, that's a, that's the thing with um, Adama Traore. I suppose we've always known about his physical attributes because mm. it's obviously quite stark when you look at him because he's mm. so well built. Yeah. But whether it's Nuno you know, Espirito Santo or you know one of the other coaches at Wolves, but they seem to have unlock something within mm. him where technically he's just immaculate now mm-hmm. you know we've you remember him when he was at um, Middlesbrough he, yeah. just, he would just ride down, yeah. run down blind alleys uh-huh. and I don't know how I, I kind of really got the impression that there was a stage where he was kind of Wolves were on the cusp of loaning him out maybe not getting mm. rid of him completely mm-hmm. but thinking right well this hasn't really gone as planned we spent a lot of money on him um, and then he's yeah he's just flicked a switch. In the last two seasons, he's yeah. been incredible. Really, obviously there was that Man- Manchester City game of the Etihad where yeah. they yeah 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 really tore them apart. But yeah, that in particular, it was so much more than just pace and beating a man mm-hmm. to whip in that cross. Yeah. As you said, it, I mean it was Beckham esque, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Do you think yeah. whoever whoever spoke to Adama Traore? Do you think Manchester United is like? Could, Whatever you said to him, you said that to Daniel James. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, Horrible. isn't it? I suppose it's kind of like how we how we talk about those two players, mm. and that, this is obviously going into a much broader conversation beyond mm-hmm. analysing players. But like, it is interesting. Like, a drama gets talked of of being mm. the quick one, and Daniel James is the, the young, exciting live wire. If yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, in terms of how they play, whereas. Adama Troy is pretty much close to the finished product now. Yeah. Has Troy had a, had a cap yet? I don't, he's, he's, he's not played a full cap. Well, because he, he? there was a situation yeah. where he was going to play for Mali because I think his brother plays for Mali. Right, okay. Um, and he then, did under-17s and stuff for Spain, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And then I think Spain I think Spain called him up and he said no, but not a kind of outright no, I think. Right. I think when, or he's been part of a squad. Right. Okay. When is he eligible for England, I think? Peter? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how many years? Did, how long does it take Manuel Almunia <laughs> to yeah, qualify? that's for, right, that's right. Have you seen those stupid kind of citizenship questions? They oh, give people that I couldn't Nora. answer. Yeah, um, oi, oi, oi. Pedro Neto's volley, Peter. It was a lovely one. <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, you'd have to be a West Ham fan or you know an Aston Villa fan or something not to appreciate that. Just mm. yes, <laughs> that's what we watch this sport for. For crying out loud, uh, what a peach! Um, speaking of Raúl Jiménez, um, obviously scored his fourteenth goal in the Premier League. Did you see the quotes he said the other day? He's being linked to some of Europe's top sides. 
And normally, you know, player was kind of just, I'm very happy Coquetic. where I am. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little bit more reserved. Oh, yeah. just, well, I was just, I'm flattered, flattered yeah. to be to be linked with all these clubs. He's on the phone with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. When, when he's asked about, you know, the sides like Juventus and Manchester United and so on being linked with, he said, uh, he said, it's very cool. It's an incredible thing to be on the radar and on the lips of those teams. Okay, fair enough. Um, but when... <laughs> Don't put your lips yeah, on the radar. Okay, yeah, not on the lips. Especially not in the current climate. But, mm. uh, you know, okay, just right. You've gone as far as you can go. Yeah, down that route. Mm. You, you, you know, you're still playing for Wolves. You're going for Champions League spots, all the rest of it. And he goes, when asked if, so when he was asked if uh, he would like to move to one of these sides, he replies, whichever one that signs me would be incredible. <laughs> he basically just went, any anyone's fine. He's got three years left on his deal at Wolves. I, I think that's a player who's 29 who's only ever done <laughs> double figures twice. Going, this is my last chance for yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, dearie me. Hello, China. Well, uh, not yet. Not Come yet. On. I mean, I, I wouldn't be. Yet. I wouldn't be surprised. To be not, fair, I, like he's. I mean, he's, play, he's such a delightful player. Yeah, I mean, part of me hopes he really does just stay at Wolves because it know, does yeah. seem that what they've built there. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose it's a little bit different given that George, George Mendes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. <laughs> yeah, he'll ultimately decide. Yeah, <laughs> but but also like you know we we're kind of lost from the days of teams being able to build something because mm-hmm. they just get picked off yeah. and they're able to do it because they have the money to pay those players mm-hmm. if they get a bit restless. With Jimenez, as you know, Luke said, sorry, Pete, sorry. That is the worst oh, insult. How about that, eh? <laughs> Farewell. Right, see you later. <laughs> Off he goes. But as as Pete was saying, he's 29, and I do wonder if that kind of rules out a few teams from really going bigger yeah. into him. Whereas I suppose a team like Juventus, who are used to dealing with players mm-hmm. of that age, yeah. wouldn't have any qualms about it. I, I, but yeah, I, I do hope he stays because it's, yeah. um, it's a joy mm-hmm. to watch in that system. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I West, like him. West Ham are a bit of bother though, aren't they? I, 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 I genuinely, I think a lot of teams, I think Sheffield United have to be worried as well because I'm mean, not worried that they're mm-hmm. going to get or anything, but they were yeah. having a lovely old time. Yeah. First, first couple of matches, it could be indicative of how the rest of the season is going to go for you. Yeah. These things kind of set in. The rot sets in. The rot sets in. Um, let's finish uh, chaps with a little bit of championship chat because mm. it was lovely to have that back. Um, well, it was for a bit until... Um, Fulham lost, but uh, Leeds lost to Cardiff. That was a surprise. Yeah. And West Brom drew nil-nil at home to Birmingham City. Now West Brom would have been kicking themselves, but then of course you know you'd probably take a point, wouldn't you? To to um, you know on on the ground for for top spot and so yeah, on and Bielsa so forth. was um, blaming all of the water bricks. On yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Reach whatever. Uh, it's it's like know. an inverse Jack Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> too much water. My players are too hydrated. <laughs> They're bloated. Look at him. It looked like being dredged out of a bloody river. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's what happens? There's so much water that, you know, when you have a bath for too long and your fingers get all weird. (laughs) Happens to your football boots. Your football boots got wrinkly, they're inverse predators. (laughs) To be fair, I I think the water breaks have changed things, certainly in the Premier League. They... Oh, they've kind of totally stopped teams dead, and they've yeah. they've come at the mm-hmm. right time in quotation yeah. marks for the team yeah. that have been under the pump. Mm-hmm. And 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 for me, who's I'm confused. Obviously, there's no play, there's play, there's no player names on the back. Yeah, there's millions of substitutions happening. There's water break. What's happening? Yeah, there's no crowd noise. When's Ben Arthur coming on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to hand it to Brentford though. They beat yeah, Fulham. They did. When you go to Craven Cottage when it's pumping like that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, you wait so long. I feel for the fans. You wait so long for football to come back. Yeah, 
bollocks. Mitrovic, though, had a full head of hair, Peter. He did, yeah, he looked good, didn't he? It's not unlike your... You, I've, I've seen him... You, you oh, he's rock way a off me. Hair. He's way off reckon? me at the yeah. moment. Yeah, way off me. Somebody said it had a vibe of uh, the lad who turns up for five aside, um, <laughs> but then gets told not to come again because he's too violent. <laughs> it's like kind of long hair, kind of mullety kind yeah, of... Yeah, I see what you mean. I he see looks what you great, mean. though. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What about Swansea, though, beating Middlesbrough 3-0? Rian yeah. Brewster... With a double, he looks decent. Nice I, to see I, him there. I couldn't tell whether like Borough tightened up or just Swansea just took their foot off the gas second yeah. half. I mean, either way, like Borough to just sort well, it out and yeah. very very quickly. Borough struggling very much. So, but well, I want to see Brewster because so much has been talked about this young man. You know, very interesting character as well. Getting a couple of goals and who knows, maybe next season, Fish maybe in a Liverpool shirt. Yeah, you kind of forget about the players who who aren't at Liverpool at the moment or mm. rather who are on loan. So, you know, you've got Wilson at Bournemouth and you've mm-hmm. got Rian as well. I yeah, think, Wilson, yeah. But I think they're probably benefiting actually from being a bit away from that because someone like Curtis Jones has suddenly got mm. all the talk as the big up-and-coming player. <clears throat> and you realise that kind of like when they all reconvene for the next real pre-season, mm. which is what, in a month away or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, they've got an incredible group of youngsters. Mm. I wonder kind of how many of them will actually make it. Do you remember like Arsenal back in the day and I suppose Chelsea later on? Mm. When they had so many youngsters coming through, they just didn't have space for them. Yeah. And they just had to offload them kind of mm. bit by bit. And it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see, you know, it's all the benefit for English football, really, isn't it? Yeah. That these players are spread and the wealth kind of goes elsewhere. Um, and we'll probably see that a bit with Chelsea, aren't we, for, now that they're back buying players. So, blimey, yeah. yeah, no, good to see Rian um, scoring goals. You kind of, you do wonder with with Brewster if there was a danger of kind of typecasting him as and there's worse things to be typecast as but but as this kind of like young mm-hmm. socially conscious individual yeah. and someone that you'd always turn to for like a soundbite or mm-hmm. especially given the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. to you'd kind of expect to see him quite prominent and mm-hmm. so the fact that he's as they say sticking to football yeah. is kind of nice to see because that kind of responsibility shouldn't really fall on a kid mm-hmm. yeah. should it yeah Speaking of, uh, you know, people being sort of socially conscious and aware of their surroundings, were you disgusted that Nathan Redmond celebrated against his old team for Southampton? <laughs> well, that, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Because, you, because it kind of, you out, we're going to find out how many things players do for the crowd. Yes, exactly. So in the Bundesliga, obviously, they were talking about how there was so much more playing time because players don't, when they get fouled, they'll roll around and they'll get up. Yeah. They're not mm. playing up to anyone. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that's a great example of they're only doing it so they don't get pelters. Yeah. Well, but speaking of, did you see the, speaking of playing time, did you see the, uh, the Galatasaray debacle? Oh, flip that. It. it was, well, I don't, I... they had, had a, a slim chance of mm. retaining their title. 3 2 up, going into six minutes of injury time against Gaziantep. Gaziantep? Gaziantep. Gaziantep. Why not? Why not? Um, an equaliser goes in, overhead kick, not, not a bad little goal. That mm. gets ruled out for VAR. And then we head into the 11th minute of injury time at the end of the match. Oh, it's so exciting when the it clock took, goes 100. Well, it took such a long time to sort of the, the disallowed goal. There's an, the, 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 um, I think it was the keeper. Uh, well, uh, yeah, the keeper um, conceded a 101st minute indirect free kick in the box. Um, and he'd already been booked for a, for a similar uh, infringement as well. Um, so, and then the defence conceded a penalty. Mm-hmm. 105th minute. All right. Gazantep, they score and it goes to three holes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, and so Galatasaray, they're not going to... But at that point, are they course. thinking, right, we'll have them in the second half of extra time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, it was an absolute shit show. Yeah. That's unlike Turkish football. To be no, I know, right? <laughs> Jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. What a lovely note to end on, Peter. I know, right? Lovely note to end on. Chaos. So there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to uh, the Football Ramble. Uh, the Football Ramble is back tomorrow with another, with another pumping podcast. <laughs> 
That's the, uh, the new tagline. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for, for listening. Vish, a bloody pleasure, my good man. Thank you for having me. PED, pleasure as always. Ta-ta. Uh, we'll see you very, very soon. This was a Stakhanov production.